Big Fluff. All right, Joe. So a little bit of housekeeping. What do we call it? Captain's log or? Uh, yes. And that's what? apropos for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to mention our, our buddy, uh, uh, Tony. Tony. Uh, and his good friend, LT, right? Mm-hmm. Who may or may not be the same person. Uh <laughs> And uh, and their girlfriend uh, Nikki mm-hmm. uh, have recently sent us some uh, some Christmas gifts. Yeah, and again, they were pretty it's awesome. Like every yeah. year this guy does this. It's I know, awesome. I, I love know. I'm so I'm really glad. I, I'm hoping uh, that they're going to be able to come to Burn Supper this year, I hope and so. we can pay him back with some stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, well, what did you get, Joe? Uh, he got me a cephalopod mug. It's a, oh, it's for a co- real? coffee mug with a little cephalopod in the bottom of the mug. It's I love it. It's amazing. Oh. And a couple of little bottles of liquor. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so some Jameson, and there was another nice little. Uh, Grandmonier, I think. Oh, really? I got yeah. a, I got a I got a a little bottle of Jameson and another nice whiskey or scotch. I can't remember what it was mm-hmm. off the top of my head because I left it at home. <laughs> uh, but I actually instead got a I got a, one of those little glasses where you pour water into it, and it creates a little slanted ice cube. Oh, where you put a you know, a silicone top on it creates a little slanted ice cube for you oh. to drink your your liquor so it doesn't get too watered down. Oh, and nice. it's beautiful. It's at home in my my freezer, uh, chilling down for uh, for tomorrow. Very nice. Absolutely. So so we just wanted to thank from our, the bottom of our heart, uh, yes. Tony and thank Nikki and LT Gray. Also, Joe, on the docket, uh, recently I feel like I've spent more time recording podcast with people that aren't on my podcast than I have with you. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I want to apologize for that. No worries. Uh, But I want to say that I believe coming up here in January, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be on a a couple of back-to-back episodes of Laugh Finder. Okay. Laugh Finder is a a role-playing game podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, which where they play uh, uh, the Paizo future role-playing. It's um, Starfinder is what it's called. So it's basically like uh, all your classic things like goblins and orcs and stuff like that, yeah, but, yeah. but also new races and they're all in space. Oh, sweet. Yeah, around space stations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I played a, a character that... Uh, was it a small lady dwarf? No, it wasn't. That's what you usually play. It was, you know, I like lady dwarves. That's, you know? fine. That's and they, fine. They can That's have curious. beards just like <laughs> I do. That's true, yeah. yeah. Joe, right now, my, my, my sideburns, my mm-hmm. beard, it is getting to a weird Prince Valiant thing. It is, yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> I don't know whether I should grow it out and do like epic, crazy sideburns and let them get down. Just flare them. Flare it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes I do. And, you know, they like I wind down the window and they blow around like Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't decide whether I want to like chop them down or just keep on letting them go. Just let it go. Man. But the other day I zipped them up into my coat. Oh, yeah. And that was a little bit rough. So yeah. I'm not really sure exactly what I'm going to do with yeah. them. But I also want to mention that we you and I. Yeah. Both did an episode recently of Hobo Radio. Right. Uh, and and, and uh, we have to ask. Correct. So they should be coming up pretty soon in in the doc. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Checkpeaksloth.com and we'll be on other episodes of other people's stuff. Yeah. And uh, and you'll be hearing this one soon, so you'll you'll be getting some of us too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which it's is kind of nice. It's a good Christmas gift. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Sorry the episode's going to be so shitty. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's dive on in. Curioso. Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. 
Hello, Joe. Hello, Chris. <laughs> and welcome to another fine episode of the Curioso Podcast. You, you say fine episode, but this time around, we're doing something kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm very excited about this. I would say I am just flushed with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> So today we're talking about the loo? We are. The garden robe. Or the water closet? The Peabody Conservatory. House of Office. The sanitary closet. The Kazi. The bog. The denny. The urinarium. The neddy. The john. The privy. The crapper. The vin. The biffy. The pissar. Latrine. The shithouse. The lavatory. Not laboratory. Oh, no, no. That's where you... Make chemicals, not when you make poo. Right. The banyo. El banyo, I believe, Joe. Hopper. Commode. The pee-pee can. <laughs> oh, yes. We are talking about the toilet. That's right. Yeah. And Joe, um, what prompted you to want to do this episode? Was there <laughs> I, was there a mishap? <laughs> well, no. It's actually because you bought a house. Yes. And you installed... A bidet. I certainly did, yes. And the story you told me, it still it, it still kind of sticks in my head that in my house, I have a urinal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Our friend Scott has a bedside toilet, which literally is a bedside toilet. Well, I think that the person that he bought the house from mm -hmm. had someone that lived in there that had special needs. Probably. And, you know, it was, I was, <laughs> this is weird. I was in the shower today. Mm -hmm. He has a, a toilet up there. Right. But he doesn't have, like, a, a, you know, any kind of thing to wash your hands with. Right. And I remembered that I had seen somewhere where they actually have, they make toilet tank lids mm -hmm. where you can have, you can wash your hands in it. Yeah. So yeah. they make toilet tank lids with a little sink basin on the mm -hmm. top, and then mm -hmm. the the gray water goes into the tank, and you can use that to flush. Right. That's what he should he should get that for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely. I'm gonna call him right now. Okay. All right. Well, after after the, after episode. the episode. Yeah. Anyway, so you told me that you're kind of jealous, mm -hmm. and you needed to have your own sort of weirdness toilet thing. I, I feel like all of our friends have a weird toilet thing in their house. <laughs> You know, so and I just you, you went and got a bidet. I went and got a bidet, which is fine. Yeah. But that prompted me to think of what an interesting episode that would be to talk about the history mm -hmm. and then just some of the weird, interesting facts behind, on top of, and in toilets. Joe, have you ever used a bidet? Uh, no, sir. No, I know the <laughs> how it works, right? But I've never used one. Well, and Joe, that was a pun. You. <laughs> You are free to come over my house and take and a shit, take a shit <laughs> in my upstairs toilet anytime you want to give awesome. it a try. Awesome. Absolutely. Because I know you are a very hairy man. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, uh, and I'm sure that you would love to, uh, you know, just kind of wash that out every once in a while. Yeah. Every once you know? in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get them dingleberries out. You See, know? and I thought you went all out and got an actual, like, bidet. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Off of Amazon. Right. This I is was, a kit. I, yeah, it's like a kit that you can put in between the toilet seat mm -hmm. and the and the you know and the toilet itself. And the reason why I did it was because I had I you know the first thing that I did when I bought that house was I ripped out the old toilet seats and I put new toilet seats. Of course, in. yeah, yeah, because I do not want ones. tainted toilet seats. <laughs> you know, what I mean? tainted toilet seat. Banana. I didn't mean to make that pun, mm -hmm. but it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But anyway, all right. So let's get into it, Joe. Toilet. The name comes from probably around the 1530s. Middle French for toilette, 
which is a cloth or bag for clothes, like a, a wrap or a shawl or something. Mm-hmm. The diminutive being toil, again, cloth. By the 1600s, the term toilet was associated with the act of dressing and especially with cloth, mm-hmm. from the root word toil. By 1680, it was used to describe dressing and dressing of powdered wigs. To toil? Toilette. It described getting yourself ready. Yeah. So like, uh, in a, in say, a wardrobe. Right. Right. By 1819, it had become the dressing room. And by 1895, the term referred to the room where the now porcelain plumbing fixture we all know and love today is housed and used. Right. And uh, I also would like to say that uh, another, I I mean, I guess we could, we're going to be going over this, but I was thinking about uh, potties, Mm -hmm. right? Or going to the potty. Right. We, I mean, at some point, after we ended crapping outside, which, (laughs) I mean, still happens some. Free range crapping, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it still happens. You go camping a lot, Joe. I imagine Uh, that you've had to. Dig many holes. You know, dug a few holes before, but, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you would have like a chamber pot. Yes, or a potty, mm-hmm. and eventually, of course, that changed to going to the potty. Yes. So just a, just another, like, kind of change of a venue. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. I learned that the, the term toilet paper mm-hmm. is actually an American euphemism. It dates back to, like, 1884, where the Middle English equivalent of the time was arsewisp. Ooh, really? It's very close to asswipe. It is very close <laughs> to asswipe. So let's kind of break down the three basic types of toilets, and then we'll go through the evolution of the toilet. Mm -hmm. So the three basic types are the dry toilet. So that's no flush, usually a composting toilet, some sort of pit or a hole in the ground. Like a cesspit. Right, or a bucket. Mm -hmm. Then you have the flush toilets. We all know what they are. Wabush. Right. Then you have the squat toilets. And those can vary just about as much as the dry toilets. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea is that you're squatting as close to the ground as you can get right. into a hole which may or may not flush. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, a reason why the squatty potty has become a thing recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say that it is better for your bowels to do the, the squatting. It's the angle of the dangle, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah uh, in order to get it out. I have noticed, uh, I have tried a squatty potty mm-hmm. and I don't notice a difference. Everything really? comes, and it might be because I've been mostly vegetarian since <laughs> I was all, like 18. It all just comes out no matter what. I, it all just comes out like rabbit turds. So I'm good. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? I don't usually have a problem. Mm-hmm. So let's talk toilet timeline. Mm-hmm. In the research, it seemed like this person invented it, and then this person invented it, and then that person invented it. Well, yeah, it, it wasn't one person. We're going to go all the way back to the 26th century BC. Flush toilets were used in the Indus Valley civilization. Mm-hmm. And these aren't pull a handle and bawoosh. This is basically taking a bucket of water and dumping it into the bowl or into a little carrying vessel that would flush out okay. whatever you put in there. So it's technically still a flushing toilet, mm-hmm. but it didn't have the mechanism. Right. So you very much like if you've ever had to be in a house where the water's turned off. <laughs> and, and, exactly. Which happened when I first started buying my house. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to, the water was turned off and I'm painting in the house and suddenly found myself having to go. And uh, I had brought a few growlers full of water over with me to flush said toilets. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But that dates all the way back to the 20th century BC. Right. Then you move up to the time of King Minos in Crete. They had the first recorded flushing water closet. So similar to the original ones, but it, it was more more defined, more of a, a like a cistern kind of thing that you would it had water in it, mm-hmm. and you'd pull a peg or something to release water to and, release the water and out, flush it out, and that's over twenty eight hundred years old. Yeah, ancient Romans had giant sewer systems, and they purposely built outhouses placed directly over the running waters of their sewer systems. You would drop a load, mm-hmm. and it would just automatically take flush it out it on to the down. river. Right. Yep. I saw an article where it uh, had quoted that Rome had 144 public toilets. The Romans treated going to the toilet as a special, like, social event. What? Right. So the idea is, is that you're... Rah, you're, rah, sis, boom, ba. Right, yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like that SNL, the love toilet. You know, everyone is just sitting around, crapping and, you know, talking about the day's events, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. talking okay. about different uh, gladiator events and what's going on. It's kind of like reading the sports pages now, right? Okay. Uh, they uh, frequently exchanged views, caught up with friends, and caught up on the news, and also... Do you have anything about the wiping? Go ahead. Okay. So their method of wiping, they had a uh, a stick, of course. And on the end of the stick, they mm-hmm. had a sponge that was actually tied to the end. And they would douse that into the water right. and then wipe their bottoms with it to clean themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's been suggested that the, the phrase, getting a hold of the wrong end of the stick, is where this comes from. <laughs> Probably. By 1206, the Arabian inventor Ismail al-Jaziri invented a hand-washing device which incorporated a flush mechanism very, very similar to the modern toilets that we know now. Water filled a basin, a lever was pulled, then the water would drain, and then the basin would fill back up again with water. Mm -hmm. So very, very similar. Right. By the Middle Ages, chamber pots were a very, very common way of extricating yourself from the excrement. And the usual way to do that was toss it out a window. Yeah, well, I don't... You you threw the you could throw the potties out the window. Not the whole pot. Right. Well, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> exactly. You know? Or the toilet water. Yeah. <clears throat> Food babies. Uh, but oh man, this is going to be a hard episode <laughs> I told to get you, through. It's going right? to be real shitty. But also, eventually, they started building latrines or water closets or what they called garden robes mm-hmm. into castles and castle walls. Right. It was actually like a bit of like a protrusion mm-hmm. uh, where you would you would sit on the on the a wooden pot, mm-hmm. or actually it wasn't a pot, it was literally just a hole, yeah, and it would drop into the moat, yeah, or long drop into the moat, <laughs> right? You know, and full freak- of alligators and well, whatever. Floaters. Well, no, I mean, there probably were fish and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it would just drop straight into the moat, and well, we'll get to that shortly, right? And uh, and one of the things is, is that sometimes they would have it covered. Mm-hmm. Part of the way down, yeah. Uh, there has been instances where it was actually it's called a poop shoot. The poop shoot would be would go all the way down to the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, but they stopped doing that because eventually, what happened was uh, attackers would climb up the poop shoot <laughs> and get into the get into the castle. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Oh, they yeah. always get in. They climb right. up the poop shoot. Yeah, and, uh, I believe that's actually used in one of the Game of Thrones books, one of the mm-hmm. prequel novels. Mm-hmm. That same thing is used in during 
during one of the one of the books. I don't mean well. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah. But it, uh, it, anyway, it's a really good book if you get a chance. It's one of the Night of the Seven Kingdoms Dunkin' Egg novels. They they use that same thing where you know people climb up the poop chute. Scurry <laughs> up that old yeah. poop chute. Mm-hmm. Fifteen ninety six. A flush toilet was invented by Sir John Harrington, godson of Queen Elizabeth the First. 1775, the first patent for a flushing toilet was issued to Alexander Cummings. 1777, Samuel Prosser invented and patented the plunger closet. 1778, Joseph Brahma patented the first practical water closet. So this is like the difference between an old IBM computer that filled up a whole room Mm -hmm. to the 1980s IBM computer that just filled up your entire desk. Right. The idea of having uh, a room where you would go and do this also uh, being, of course, like a very small room because it would be very cold in there because usually mm-hmm. the hole was just sort of open to the elements during the wintertime. Right. King Louis the the Ninth hid his commode behind curtains while Queen Elizabeth I covered hers in crimson velvet and lace and used sprigs of herbs to disguise the odors yep. that would emanate from it. That's another thing that you'll you'll find is, uh, you know, a lot of like different herbs. Very much now, you would have a scented candle or, or potpourri. Potpourri, right. Yeah. Or poopery. Also, especially in uh, medieval castles, one of the things that they would also do is uh, they would actually hang garments near or around where the where the garden robe was mm-hmm. the wardrobe and that was one of the reasons why it might have gotten the name wardrobe or garden robe was because you would take your clothes and sit it nearby what would happen was the 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 strong ammonia sense would actually kill or eject the mice from your mice not mice mites mm-hmm. from your clothing and they would actually right. jump off uh, so it was a uh, i guess kind of a primitive way of being able to extradite yourself of of nasty parasites. Nice. By 1829, the Tremont Hotel in Boston was the first American hotel to have indoor plumbing and toilets. 1852, George Jennings had a patent for a flush-out toilet. 1857, the first American toilet patent was granted. And by 1880... The Crapper Affair started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was the one that I, I found quite a bit of back and forth. Mm-hmm. People think that Thomas Crapper right. invented the toilet. Not true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not true. However, it's, it's very much like P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Is kind of what I'm thinking, but mm-hmm. with toilets. Yeah. He wasn't the first person to necessarily create or invent a circus or a sideshow. Mm-hmm. However... He was the the major person to be able to market Market. it properly. And that's what Thomas Crapper did is that he marketed his name. He marketed the crap out of it. Right. Yeah. He marketed it his name Mm -hmm. uh, on on all of the all of the toilets. So come to be known as the Crapper. Right. Because his name was right on it. Had Crapper's seal of approval. Right. Now, he did own a very large plumbing company. At the time, in England, he designed and received a patent eventually, but the patent was originally designed by Mr. Albert Giblin. The patent number 4990 issued in 1898 to Giblin. Now, there are several theories. One, Crapper was authorized to use Giblin's design because Giblin was an employee of the Crapper Plumbing Company. 
Mm, sounds like uh, some some notes of uh, Edison there yes. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Two, Crapper just flat out stole the design. Or number three, which is probably most likely. Oh, I thought we were going to go with number two. Go ahead. Well, number three happens sometimes. I, sorry, I was making a terrible plan. <laughs> I know. All right, go, <laughs> That's why go I on. did it numbers. I don't know what a number three is. Anyway. <laughs> I'll show you later. Crapper paid Giblin for the patent rights mm-hmm. and then marketed it under his name because he already had the plumbing company. Right. His The toilets were stamped with T. Crapper. <laughs> that, that They were. Right. The term Crapper was actually coined by the U.S. troops during World War I during their time in England. Like I said, the name on the toilet that were in pretty much every major hotel and stuff of the time right. had on the side printed T. Crapper of Chelsea. So that term... Crapper became synonymous with the the U.S. troops. I'm going to go use the with crapper every toilet yeah. because that's you know it's like when you say I'm going to go use a, a sawzall. Right. A sawzall is not a sawzall. It's a reticulating saw. Right. Or Kleenex or anything else. Yeah. Right. So it's it's, it's a the, name the brand, brand name became the name of the of the actual uh, implement. Right. So yeah, uh, he also was uh, one of the first people to ever display his wares in a showroom. The, the actual toilets. So yeah. He had a toilet showroom where you could come and, and look Take at. Take a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you ever just wanted to do that at Home Depot? Oh, God, right? yes. You know, yep. I mean. Just flip up the, the thing and, and just, just take go, a leak. go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. All right, Joe, you have uh, just now set upon me a, a beer here. Yes. Because if you haven't listened to the episode or a show before, right. uh, we always try to get a some sort of beverage mm-hmm. that has something to do with the episode because it's sort of themed yeah yeah themed because we uh we're friends and we don't get a chance to hang out that often unless we're recording and uh <laughs> we usually drink beers while we're doing it we try mhm so uh so joe tell me about this uh this lovely beer that you have in front of me so this is an amber mm-hmm. it is light hop aroma toasty malt finish alcohol 5.6 it's by Elysian. It is called The Men's Room. The Men's Room. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Let's take a sip. Oh, that is... Interesting, right? Yeah. That's complex. It's like hoppy fruity. It's yeah. It's really fruity. Yeah. It's a little bit more hoppy than I was expecting, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's supposed to be a red, an amber. Right. But it's really weird and fruity. Yeah. No, I like it. Good. Good. Yeah. And, and it doesn't taste like a urinal puck. <laughs> that's what I was worried about. Yeah. Joe, since... This is the reason mm-hmm. why we decided to talk about the episode, mm-hmm. uh, talk about toilets. I wanted to give a little little side note to the bidet. Sure. As we all know, I put a bidet in my house, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a time-honored tradition of, quite frankly, the French, yes. uh, which I am none of because I <laughs> I know that because I have done some ancestry uh, right. checking in. And uh, zero French. However, 12% uh, Jewish. Okay. Had no clue. That's awesome. No clue at all. It's got to be from like my Lithuanian roots or something. Oh, yeah. More than likely. So the upper class in the 18th and 19th centuries loved their bidets. Napoleon left his silver gilt bidet to his son, in fact. In 1751, rose veneered bidet of Madame de Pompadour is preserved at Versailles in Paris. Oh, nice. So there's just some history there. The shape of these is why they actually wind up calling them or nickname them violin case or little guitar because they look like basically just like a little coffee table. Mm-hmm. But inside of it, 
it, it's kind of like kidney bean shaped. Okay. It has that kind of violin or guitar shaped sort of basin in right. there. And of course you would just, you would kind of, after you were done, right. uh, you know, with your, your duty, right. you would kind of sit over one of these with some water and splash them, whoosh, whoosh, just oh. splash them up, okay. uh, you know, on your nether regions. Okay. So this was, uh, I'm not sure I'm following. So it didn't have, there wasn't any squirting water. There was no squirting water. This was, this then. was basically a dunking. Yes. This was, yes. Yeah. Basically dipping your bottom into okay. water to wash it all off and splashing it up there to get it all clean. Okay. Gotcha. And then of course it would just go out with the, the bath water and everything of course. else. Yeah, out the window. Originally the word bidet itself referred to the wooden furniture originally used for holding the bowl and it oh. actually it means pony so okay. you know because you have like the legs and you're sitting on top of it mm-hmm. like you would a you know a horse, a horse or a pony right. there are debates about who invented the bidet and really there's there's no way to actually tell it's, it's I mean, probably it's, like the toilet itself right like we've been using holes in the ground and then the evolution has many fingers in that pot right Whew. okay <laughs> So there's a, a big debate about whether it was really the French or the Italians because they mm-hmm. were the big proponents of the bidet. Okay. So there's been some fighting about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can say, however, that my my uh, Italian brother-in-law recently went down to his house for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and he just got like the same bidet and was like talking to me about how excited he was. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, me too. <laughs> so you guys aren't bosom buddies? You're we're butt? But no, I'm not <laughs> You cannot call me and my brother-in-law, who is gay, butt buddies, Joe. <laughs> Thank you very much. Not, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> Jeez. Toilet buddies? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> okay. The earliest written information we have about bidets come from a Paris cabinet maker whose business literature in 1739 offered bidets designed with backs and hinged lids. Hmm. Revy Pivier also suggested the possibility of making a two-person bidet for his aristocratic clients. Uh, apparently, that didn't really come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much like, again, the SNL love toilet. Yeah. You know, you, why would you want to splash your crap with someone else? Uh, well, I'll talk to you a little bit later about that. It oh. comes up again. Oh, no. It really does. I wanted to give a little bit of firsthand experience. You said you've never actually used a bidet. No, I, okay. So there is a wonderful place called the H Mart. Uh-huh. Okay. It is oh, a right. Yeah. Asian grocery store. It's amazing. But they have a, like a home section. Uh-huh. And it's in the basement of this grocery store. You got pots and pans and cookware and dresses, like all the things. Back in the corner, there's always at least four giant, crazy, robotic-looking bidets. Right. And they've got bells and whistles and sirens and more nozzles and tubes that you can shake a stick at. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I thought that's what you were talking about no, originally. I didn't, I didn't, I've, I've sat on them yeah. in the storeroom and been like, oh, this is weird. Look, I'm robot toilet. Yeah. But no, I've never actually used one well, for that purpose. There, there's a few different kinds. I mean, you can get the kind that has, that you can actually hook up to the hot water. 
Okay. Steamy poop. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, you want it, you know, you could you could possibly want it to be warm. Oh, lukewarm. Yeah. Okay, not, uh, you're not talking like. You like, know, you don't want to. Like a toilet sauna. <laughs> you're not trying to get rooted out. You know what I mean? Like you just, you're not trying to steam it. You're not trying to make steamed dumplings. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be the worst thing ever. But, you know, but the, so they have different kinds, you know, yeah. that you can. And a lot of those actually come from Japan. Yeah. Uh, where they have the just all kinds of crazy. Oh, it's you know, awesome. I, sh- I should really take you over to H-Mart because yeah. you'll be blown away with the technical caliber of the bidets that they have. Right. It's it, awesome. Yeah. I mean, they have like ones that make noises so you can't, mm-hmm. they can't hear you fart and stuff like <laughs> right. that. Right. It's got a muffler on it. Right. I, I, uh, all right. So tangent side note, when I worked at Home Depot, these contractors would come in mm-hmm. and when they did, they, they would, they would just come up to me and in all seriousness with a completely straight face, they go, Hey man, where's your fart fans? <laughs> And I could not hold it in, could not hold it in. But uh, basically, they wanted the the fans that would go into your bathroom mm-hmm. to suck mm-hmm. the the bad odors out. But man, right. when they walked in they, the first time they ever called it a fart fan, I was done. Well, it's technically not for that. By law here in Maryland, you either have to have a window mm-hmm. in a bra- in a bathroom, or you have to have one of those fans. Right. Well, it is. It was too much for me to handle. Yeah. Let me tell you that. But. Okay, so back to the bidet at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, you could hook it up underneath your toilet seat, right. which is the one that I have. Uh, it's very, it's kind it's of like thin. A, a T line running off of your your tank water line. Right. Yeah. Now, the one that I bought, I would not suggest because they actually sent it with a a plastic piece. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. plastic piece broke like right mm-hmm. away and started getting water all over my floor. So I actually yeah. had to go back to Home Depot and get a, a real few, one a few times to be able to get. The, the right hoses to, to have it work up. So if you get one, the little T that you get, make sure you take a look in the pictures and you get one that's actually metal. Yeah. Just a little little tip if you decide after hearing me talk about it that you want to get one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was really worried that once I hooked it up and used it for the first time that it was not going to... Well, the first thing I did was I turned it on and I sprayed my wall. <laughs> okay. Once I got it all hooked up. Yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, crap. I guess you have to sit on it. Yeah. So anyway, I got that all worked up. Uh, I started using it, and uh, and I really was worried that I maybe wasn't going to have the calibration right. Okay. You know, and maybe it was going to, like, hit me in the balls or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going like, to be like a water pick but yeah, for your anus. Yeah. But, uh, man, let me tell you what. They had that right because it was brown's eye. You know, and it was bullseye brown's eye. Yeah. It was right there, man. Right, right on the over, money. Di- right on the money, directly, <laughs> right away. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, uh, let me just say, uh, I apologize for anyone who is related to me who's listening to this episode, <laughs> but it rouch out. I mean, it, it gets it gets the job done. Uh, rouch so, out. Rouch out. And, but here's the thing is that uh, oh, the, what sold me on it was I was looking through some of the reviews and it yeah. talked about how the one thing that sold me on it on getting it was a guy was talking about he was a very hirsute man mm-hmm. uh, and he he <laughs> he said he was tired of wiping he was tired of trying to clean out peanut butter from shag carpet mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like boy so am I I'm gonna go for <laughs> me it me too yeah and man let me tell you it it, it works really well you okay. know and you and it actually saves you on toilet paper that's true so it's very green yeah so really brown. All, it's brown 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 green green brown I mean whatever <laughs> sure, whatever 
But really, all you need is like a lo- little tiny bit of toilet paper to pat dry, and that's about it. Nice. And I mean, if you sit there long enough, you know, and you, you, you shake dry, off, you drip can dry. drip dry. Yeah. yeah, and it's not no big deal. Okay. So, but yeah, no, it's really nice. Okay. Yeah. If you want help, I'll help you put one in. No, I'm good with my urinal. Yeah? Yeah. All right, cool. You poop in the urinal? No! <laughs> waffle stomp it. All right, let's do some stats to break some of this crappy tension. Is, it, <laughs> is, there, is there tension? I, I have no tension. You have no, no, you're using no, a bidet. I went before I came. I've okay. got no tension. No, I'm good. No ten- gotcha. Chris, did you know, on average, some 30 to 40,000 people a year are injured while using the toilet. Okay, I could get that. Our friend Jim, mm-hmm. uh, specifically, he broke his leg when his leg was asleep. Mm-hmm. Like he just decided to get up and start walking and fell down and broke his leg. I can imagine that you could be injured like that, sitting on the toilet for too long, your legs are asleep, you go to get up and just crap catastrophe. <laughs> Did you know 7 million cell phones are dropped in the toilet every year nowadays? Yeah, uh, at least four of them by my wife. (laughs) Yeah, my my (laughs) girlfriend too. She has a jar of rice just for that purpose. Yeah. So this is a weird one I found. 60% of people crumple their toilet paper before using it, while the other 40% neatly fold their toilet paper before using it. Hmm. I've never really thought about it. Hold on, does that include wrapping? Well, yeah, I think I think if you do the the hand over hand and it's a folding. It is a folding. It's I, a type of folding. I think they're saying that the sixty percent just pull it out of the thing and just jam it in their hand and cram it up their butt. Right. Okay. So uh, my grandfather was in the in the uh, uh, the U.S. Air Force, mm-hmm. and when he used to have to dig latrines and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he used to talk about a method when I was like 12 and 13 years old. He would tell me and my cousin about how when you went to go take a crap, you you could only have like one sheet of toilet paper mm-hmm. per crap. Yeah. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is I, the horror story that he would tell well, me. Well, in MREs today, I think you only get like two. Like two sheets. Yeah. And they're right. folded up super tiny, but mm-hmm. you unfold them and you're like, oh, is this two sheets of toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he told me that you would – what you would do is you would uh, you would pull – like a little piece off of the end and you would hold on to that. You would wrap it around your finger. Like a, imagine like a ghost, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like a, a yeah, you would a just, finger ghost. yeah, yeah, a finger ghost. You uh-huh. would make a finger ghost, wipe it. And then if your finger broke through, you would use that last, you would use that last <laughs> little piece that you ripped off the corner uh, yeah. to clean your nail out. <laughs> Oh, that, that's that's the story that he would tell me wow. from, from his, uh, from his exploits in the military. Wow. Yeah. The average person spends three years of their life on the toilet. Wow. That is a long time. Yeah. And I'm not sure what their average lifespan expectancy is in these. But yeah, average person, three years. Yeah. That's a, that's a long time to be spending yeah. on the toilet. Yeah. That's, a, that's more than sleeping. Right. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> 15% of men don't wash their hands after they use the toilet. Mm, number one or number two? I don't think it didn't say. No. Just of the bathroom. Right. Okay. And 7% of women don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I always wash my hands afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I'm like out camping and I'm taking a leak. You still use a wet wipe or something. No, 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 not if I'm pooing. If if I'm doing number one and I'm taking a leak, I'm not necessarily going to wash my hands afterwards. Stick your hand in the fire. You're good. Yeah. Did you know there are fewer germs on a toilet seat than there are on a computer keyboard? Yeah. I would imagine tablets, laptops, cell phones, stuff like that, too. 
I found a weird study. Over $100,000 were spent in the past year or so to determine the proper toilet paper placement like a toilet paper roll right like how whether it's a uh, under or over yeah right there's been a study to find out what the proper one is and you know how many people do this way how many people do that way right <laughs> so the only thing they found were three out of four people place the roll with the flap in the front uh, so, the so over, over the position top. yeah now a hundred thousand dollars spent to figure that out I don't Why? think that you need to do that because I believe there was a meme going around and I wound up looking it up. I, I didn't do this as research. This is literally just uh, me remembering around. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Joe. <laughs> and, and basically they found the original patent for the toilet paper holder. Okay. And in that picture on the patent, it was going over. Okay. So, sure. so in the original patent, that is how it, it goes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that are proponents of putting it over. Purist. Purists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is technically the correct way to do it. Sure. I don't think there's a wrong way. Personally, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We We have have to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peaksloth Network at peaksloth.com. All right, Joe. So before we had uh, the flushing toilet, right? Um, you know, you you had to poo around these places like cesspits, right? Mm-hmm. So you would, you know, you would go to a public place where they would have uh, some sort of hole, and you would you would either take your your potty, you know, your your bedpan, right, and you would dump it in there, or you would go in in there, right, think uh, of an in some way, an outhouse, right. right. Now here's the problem: is that you have a giant cesspit filled with poo, mm-hmm. okay? And what do you do with that? Well, you can't just leave it there because it's just going to fester and everything else. Right. There were specific people that were employed, mm-hmm. uh, the, the original plumbers. Right. Uh, which were either called night soil men. Right. Or gong farmers. Right. Well, even dating back to Queen Elizabeth and the Tudors of England, mm-hmm. you had the Privy Council. Right. Which is, ve- this is where that comes from. Mm-hmm. People who were just part of the like ye old sewer managers right okay so, and for the the castles and the the town around said castle right the night soil men apparently it wasn't exactly a dream career it was pretty shitty but apparently it paid well and it worked well as a part-time job mm-hmm. okay and especially because uh, one of the reasons why they called it the night soil men and it could be a part-time job was because you would have to do it at night. You would actually ah. have to, yeah, because uh, once you were digging into the cesspit. Oh, it smells so bad. Yeah, and you were hauling it out. It would be so bad that you would have to do it while people were sleeping. Yeah, cause if because if the streets were crowded and you had commerce going, you'd have that vomit scene from Stand By Me. Yeah, I mean, people would just, you know, be complaining left and right. So right. Uh, they usually operated in teams of four to remove the night soil. A night soil is also a euphemism for poo. Mm-hmm. Uh, one acted as the hole man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the other two were the rope men, and there were two tub men, so five people on a team. Okay. The hole man was the one who would crawl into the cesspit to scoop the waste into a bucket or a basket. The rope man would haul the bucket man up uh, he would haul the bucket up, 
uh, and then I guess eventually the bucket man, and pass it to the tub men who would bring the buckets to a cart. Okay. And then they would put it on said they would put all the poo on said cart mm-hmm. and they would wheel it actually out into the into like the the suburbs right of the city mm-hmm. and they would take it to farmers which who would use oh, it for, for compost and, yeah for and, compost and, yeah. and fertilizer right once it was uh, heaped onto the cart the night soil man would take it to the country where it would be used as fertilizer in london there was an area known as the dung wharf where sewage was actually collected for the city market's gardens oh nice. so the the dung wharf was an actual place also the night soil man wouldn't just necessarily pick up the human excrement. There was a lot of feces that wasn't necessarily human because we rode horses back then. Yeah. So the the streets were littered with horse ho- apples. <laughs> where they were <laughs> littered with horse dung, which was very difficult to remove. By the 1890s, a thousand tons of horse dung was dropped onto London streets per day. Wow. A job a that was shit. Yeah, that's a lot of shit. A lot of horse shit. It was often regulated to street children instead of the professional night soil men. Hmm. Uh, so they would they would get street children or you know urchins, urchins. or whatever would yeah. get paid to take it out because they could do that during the day because it's already there on the streets. Yeah, a lot of what they were doing specifically in London, they were throwing the the waste into the Thames. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was uh, in 1858. It finally prompted the London government to implement a more effective sewage system when the smell of human excrement in the Thames became so potent that Parliament couldn't bear it. Parliament actually let out because of basically how rotting and gross the Thames was. They they couldn't stick around. Yeah. Uh, And this was actually called the Great Stink, sometimes (laughs) known as the Great Stink of 1858. Wow. In 1855, Michael Faraday reported that the waste from the sewers had turned the rivers into opaque, pale brown fluid with unpleasant smell and dense clouds of fecal matter. Now, at the time, people thought that the, the dense clouds of fecal matter, the smell coming off was actually causing a cholera epidemic. Right, right. Uh, and because, you know, back in the day, they thought that it was actually brought on by the by fumes. It was right. all the, in the air. The humors, part of the air. Yeah. Right. Turns out that there wasn't. Mm-hmm. It turns out that it was actually because the excrement was around the, the groundwater supply. So where you would have your pump, if you poop where you drink, right. uh, you, you, you can actually get uh, cholera and, you know, typhoid and a few different other diseases by doing that. And yes. So a physician named John Snow, not... Uh, you know nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he determined that Londoners' fear of the great stink was misplaced. It wasn't actually the smell. Because during the third cholera epidemic that struck the city, Snow investigated the disease spread in the neighborhood of Soho. He had correctly suspected that the disease spread through a contaminated water supply Ah. and not through the bad smells. To prove this theory, he removed the handle from the neighborhood's drinking uh, water pump, which I would imagine some people got him. Yeah, I hope he did that in the middle of night. Right, uh, right. So he didn't get a whole bunch of people mad at him. But Mm. uh, he removed the handle and prevented the neighborhood's residents from drinking the water that he suspected was contaminated and giving them cholera. Following his removal of the handle, the neighborhood exhibited a fall in deaths due to cholera. Wow. The fall in. Yeah, yeah. The fall in death seemed to validate Snow's theory. It also suggested that Londoners needed to worry less about the bad smells and more about the quality of their drinking water, uh, much of which came from the river and was badly contaminated. Yeah. Especially during the the Great Stink. The Great Uh, Stink! (laughs) There wasn't much consideration given to Snow's investigation into the cholera. Londoners kept being afraid of the the smell instead instead of the actual problem. 
Mm-hmm. So, but there was a bill that enabled a bright, brilliant uh, engineer named Joseph Basgalette to construct 82 miles of new sewers. Hmm. The new sewers, they moved London's waste eastward beyond the city where it could flow more easily into the ocean. Consequently, the great stink went away and both the river and the Londoners' drinking water became cleaner. Nice. And this validated Snow's original theory mm-hmm. that uh, that if you don't poo where you drink, right. then you, you probably won't get, won't get cholera. <laughs> Seems logical. Seems very logical. <laughs> the great stink. Funny enough, also my nickname at high school. Was it? I thought so. Sounded familiar. <laughs> So frequently in a lot of castles, uh, sometimes uh, like Roman buildings too, you would find like these triangular cuts mm-hmm. that instead of like arrow slits or murder holes, they were actually <laughs> like urinal holes yep. for you to be able to pee into. And and they were basically so that guardsmen on the on the on walls, on yeah. The, yeah, on duty on the battlements uh, didn't have to go very far. They could just go and take a leak into one of these little triangular holes that would kind of dip out into the moat or right, whatever, right, you know, exactly. so that you could just come right back to your guard duties. Right. Joe, I found this, uh, I found an article about this neat place in Kiev. Okay. Uh, so Kiev has a toilet history museum. Oh. Apparently it is a flush with toilet tidbits and facts. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, the puns. The uh, puns. It just, you know, when, you, when you're talking about toilets, you just can't help yourself. I know, it's like it's uh, toilet humor. Yeah, they have uh, a toilet invention by Leonardo da Vinci that mm-hmm. uh, apparently is uh, functioning. They have many types of commodes throughout history Egyptian limestone toilet seats to the modern mechanics of today's loo. Mm-hmm. So uh, it aims to explore culture and history through the lens of, uh, of the toilet. My mother even has a bedpan collection. Does she really? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She's got one that dates back to, I think, World War II on a a B-2 bomber Mm -hmm. that was placed along the sidewall of the airplane. And it looks kind of like a toilet seat, but it has like this little nozzle thing where you you pee in there or you can turn it around and sit on it. Yeah, she's got a whole bunch of weird old military gear, like, and some of it is bedpans. That's, uh, no, I didn't know that. All right, Chris, you want to talk about some fun toilets from around the world? Yes, absolutely. The Pissar. Oh, I love it. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Pissar. I try. I think it's the pisser. The pisser. It's the right. pisser. <laughs> Taking a pisser. <laughs> right. Or the Vespasina. Okay. It's a public urinal structure. Right. That dates back to the 1830s. Apparently, uh, are they Parsinians? Is that? I think so. Is that the way? Parisians. The Parisians. That's that's the that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Parisians, those being uh, the residents of Paris. Yes. Frequented these a lot mm-hmm. during that time frame. And what I really like about these is uh, is th- th- how beautiful they were. Oh yeah. They they seriously are absolutely gorgeous. They're like gondolas or gondolarias or what? Not the oh, gondolas. What is that? What the uh, gazebras? Gazebra, gazebos. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. they're beautiful gazebos to urinate in. <laughs> yes, uh, and or apparently, possibly midnight rendezvous. Yes, yes, that's what I was looking for. I was thinking. For? Uh, I was gonna say like I was. I almost said premarital sex, and that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's uh, not what you meant. Extra marital. Extra. Yes. Extra. Yes. We have the flying toilet from Nairobi in Kenya. Uh, okay. It is basically a bin or a trash can with a plastic bag. So like a waste basket okay. with a plastic bag in it to catch the trash. But this one you sit on and poop into. Right. And then you take the bag and you tie it 
and then you fling it as far away as you can. <laughs> just as far away from you as you can? Yeah. Where is this located? In Kenya. Just like in the in the It's so there's a giant chunk of the population of this planet that do not have access to flushing toilets or running water or running or, water. Yeah. So this is one thing that people do. It's not as messy as crapping in the street. Right. At least it's in a bag. So you you just <laughs> You, it's called you a just, flying toilet because they you take just it and they spin it over your head, whip it as far uh, away as you can. like a like a helicopter. Yeah, like a a, a and, baluster. And you yeah, just, and just toss it right. Yep. Yeah, I do the same. I did the same thing when I had to watch your dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, with his, his his bags. Yeah. Of poop. Yep. We have the pig toilet or the fish pond toilet, which okay. goes back to something you said earlier. Right. The fish pond and the pig toilet are very very similar. Mm-hmm. Found. Mostly in China, Japan, Korea, and India, these toilets funnel the waste from the toilet to a pig pen okay. or a fish pond because pigs and, and fish, mostly koi, will eat human waste. Mm. Okay. So it's a, it's a, I guess, kind of a way of recycling the, the things. But they, these date back to ancient times. Right. They found out that pigs will eat poop. Let's poop where the pigs go. Right. And then we eat the pigs. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, It's like a round robin. We have the duo toilet. Now, this goes back to something else you said earlier. (laughs) It is a potty training toilet for children. Uh huh. It's a smaller, functional toilet sitting right next to a regular sized adult toilet. Basically, you could put your kid on there and watch what I do. (laughs) That's. But we kind of do that. We've got kid toilets that either they poop in a small little plastic bin. Or they'll they'll fit on top of the toilet. Right. Yeah. So this is similar to that, but this is a fully functioning, like, miniature baby toilet. So is it very similar to how you train your cat to use the toilet? Sure. You just keep on moving the little baby toilet closer and closer? No, they are (laughs) right next to each other. So you can hold hands. Uh, And those can be found mostly in Israel. Okay. There is even a toilet bus that roams the streets of Turkey. So you would just stop off and... Yeah. Instead of going for a ride or, or a tour, mm-hmm. you're going to take a crap. Gotcha. Okay. Hop on the bus. I don't know if it, it's a paid bus, but probably. Yeah. Hop on. Poop. All right. So, Joe, since you're talking about a mobile toilet, I wanted to talk a little bit about Portageons. Okay. Okay. So I love uh, I love the names of Portageons. Oh, sometimes they're they're yeah. just so funny. That got to go. Yeah, or Bobby's potty. Yeah, or... they, they they it's they're they're rife with puns. Oh yeah, yeah. Every single one of them. The birth of the porta potty. They actually started during World War II at a time of amazing innovations in the U.S. Jets, computers, and of course portable restrooms. Mm-hmm. The first portable restrooms were invented to take care of a ship's crew that spent a long time without coming back to shore. Okay. They were constructed out of wood and metal, completely unitarian. Unitarian? Utilitarian. (laughs) Right. These portable restrooms were useful, but didn't contain most of the luxuries that we know now today. Are there luxuries in a porta potty? Well, I mean, you know, the lid comes up and down and... Well, you know, there isn't a whole lot of luxuries, but I mean, at least you have like sanitation, like squirty stuff really? on your hands and everything. Do you? Yeah. So uh, there was no blue deodorizer or anything in them. Okay, gotcha. You literally just crapped in a hole and yeah. it, it was on this porta potty. The problem was is that they were made out of wood and metal and very heavy 
and heavy oh, and duty hot. and very warm hot in the summer during the oh. summer and very smelly in the summer yeah so they were very difficult to move and very difficult to empty once you did finally get it onto the dock mm. however of course newer inventions like plastic yeah. we are able to have them now right uh, and of course what portage on would not be uh would not be uh, ripe with without the the that the blue water in yeah. the very bottom of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean that is like the quintessential thing. I mean of course you have the toilet paper and you have you know some kind of a uh, Purell sanitizing stuff for Sometime. your hands. That blue water is just iconic. Yeah, there's a great shameless episode where William H Macy, who's uh-huh. one of the main characters, he's running from the cops, of course, and he hides in the oh, tank. In of a port john Yeah. Gross. Did he did he comes come out, out like a smurf? He comes out blue? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So apparently there are five different things that are that go into this blue liquid. Uh, originally one of the things was formaldehyde. Oh. But apparently sometime uh very recently in a lot of states they've outlawed that. Yeah, uh, carcinogenic. Yeah, and it's also very hard to uh you know to to flush to get that out of your water. Yeah. yeah. So when people come we we actually know have known a few people. Mm-hmm. That will suck out portageons. Apparently, mm-hmm. you make good money. Oh, yeah. They're the new night soil sh- men. It's a freaking shitty job, right? I mean, you're getting it all over you and yeah, everything. Yeah, like doo doo every day, <laughs> every single day. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, but we've no- actually known a few people that have yep. done that. But here's the five things that go into it: biocides, or the active ingredient which inhibits the growth of odor-producing gram-positive bacteria. So Grandpa? basically. Gram positive. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but that's responsible for a lot of the odors. Basically, Mm -hmm. uh, what happens is, is these are, they kill anything that can be living in it. Right. It it doesn't kill necessarily the stuff that's already in there, but it creates it. It stops it from reproducing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have the dye, the quintessential blue dye or blue color that helps mask the contents so that you can't see anything below the surface. Right. Right. So apparently, however, that the uh, n- nothing below that surface or below the tank should be noticeable mm-hmm. unless it's been overused and, it's, <laughs> and you've pyramided if it. You've pyramided it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which I've seen happen before oh, at festivals. Yes. Yeah. So but apparently that blue dye, even though in movies and TV shows mm. you see it that it's staining, it right. apparently does not should not stain the skin. However, it will stain porous things like concrete or clothes. Mm-hmm. It should not stain the skin. Gotcha. So, and I don't know why you'd take a dip in a porta john. Well, that's if, good I mean, to know. If you're running from the police, I guess. Or you if know. someone tips the porta john over on you while right. you're in there. Yeah, which is really gross. <laughs> yes. So, of course, the the fragrance. Or the deodorizer. <laughs> it masks the residual odors and provides a pleasant scent for every user. Is it uh, pleasant? Well, listen, listen. As you pleasant say a lot of as things. it can be is the <laughs> whole point. I know. This is from a Portage On website, okay? Oh, okay. You know, gotcha. give, let's give us some liberties here. Okay. And then the last thing is surfactants or hydrotropes. They're used to make the fragrance misable in the water. So basically, like, water is a hard thing to scent. Yeah. So they have to use these surfants. Uh, sur- Surfactants. I'm really mm-hmm. bad at uh, pronouncing things. If you haven't noticed, <laughs> so they make the 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 fragrance or the smell actually be able to be dissolved and create a homogeneous mixture right. in, into the the blue water. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, there is a brief history of the uh, portal restroom and the deodorizer. That is the the blue water inside of it. All right, Joe. Here I found an article that is uh, basically the five most expensive toilets. In the world. Ooh. So we'll go in ascending order, shall we? Okay. The Dagobert 
The Dagobert. Yes. Is this like the... It, it looks like it's very much like Dagobah, but oh. there's a mert at the end. <laughs> very boggy. Then. Yeah. It, it is a wooden toilet throne. It looks like... Uh, it looks literally like a throne. On the, Does on it the, smell like a like a aged mahogany? It, it is like <laughs> an aged mahogany. Yes. There is a like a little flushing thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, like it's, a, it's the old English, English style where the tank was above your head. Right. And it was it was sort of gravity fed mm-hmm. where you'd pull the chain, flushes the water down the tube, down the bowl, out. And out. Yeah. Uh, there are armrests with a cup holder in it. What? Uh, there is a, 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 a cast iron like holder for a candle. For on the side, like a, on the side a poo of it. candle. Yeah, I'm gonna have to show you this picture. This is yeah, this is yes, amazing. Yeah, so this is the the Dagobah wooden throne. Toilet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it literally looks like a king's throne. It, it does. So uh, another one that we didn't we didn't mention earlier, the throne. <laughs> so it was named after the last roller, uh, ru- ruler, the last ruler of Mer- Merovingian, uh, the Merovingian dynasty in France, King Dagobert. Uh, the toilet's so majestic, it's five feet tall, also designed like a throne. It features a pull chain flush on the upper left corner and a candle holder on the upper right. The toilet has armrests. Is that a scented candle? I, I, it depends <laughs> on what candle you want to put okay. up there. It also plays a song, La Boine, La, La, La Bonne Ro Dagobert, every time the lid is lifted. What? Uh, yeah. So, and it is uh, comes in at a price of $14,123. Only? That's a steal. <clears throat> right. So here's uh, number four, the Sovarsky studded crystal toilet. Sovarsky? So Sovarsky? So <laughs> Sovarsky. So okay, Sovarsky. Sovarsky <laughs> studded toilet, seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, they make. Uh, I think it's a German or a Swiss company that that makes like crystal figurines right. and jewelry and yeah, the those all those crystal yeah uh, different crystal things. It comes from the design studio of Jamal Wright, the brains behind the chrome-plated toilet. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, but this Sawarsi, <laughs> Shiny and chrome. This is a Sawarsi-studded crystal toilet uh-huh. instead. The only thing that is not studded is the toilet seat itself and the inside part of the toilet cover. The result is a truly beautiful uh, toilet. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is kind of a cool one. The Moon River Art Park. Okay. There's uh, the Moon River Art Park. It's in Shanghai, China. Mm-hmm. Basically, it, it's this beautiful, like, they have statues and all kinds of art just, like, throughout the grounds. Okay. They wanted something that was beautiful to go along with it. They didn't just want a normal bathroom. So right. they actually made a cave-looking bathroom. It's very much like, um, if you've ever done, like, putt-putt or something like that, mm-hmm. they have, like, a fake cave or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it... it it looks like that. I mean, except for the normal toilet stalls are completely cave covered until you shut the door and you go inside and it's, it looks like a normal stall. Okay. What's really cool about this is that the the hand washing stations, mm-hmm. they're like stalactites. Nice. They hang from the ceiling. You put your hands underneath of it and it shoots water out. Oh, that's hands. cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's really beautiful. It costs uh, $750,000 to be able to create this entire toilet. and And apparently... It's totally free to go use it. You just have to pay the entrance to the, the, the park the park nice. to go in. Apparently, people, a lot of the time, will go into the toilets and take their picture in the toilets because mm-hmm. it's it's become like a bit of a, uh, you know, a sightseeing place inside of the park because right, right. it was so expensive to create it. Wow. At number two, Joe, 
the Hangfeng Golden Toilet. Ooh. This toilet is $5 million. What? Yes, because it is made out of solid gold. Mm. The entire toilet is made completely out of solid gold. It was the Hangfeng Technology Group owns the Golden Toilet. It currently sits in a demonstration washroom called the Hall of Gold. The toilet can be viewed and visited by the public, and many tourists flock to the room to get their photo taken. The toilet is just part of an entire golden washroom ensemble. But if you took the toilet home and you hocked it, it would be worth $5 million. Wow. So apparently, uh, rumor has it that it was bought when gold was kind of cheap at mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and now they were actually thinking about dismantling it and, and taking advantage of the high price of gold. Uh, yeah, I would. And of course, at number one, we have the International Space Station Toilet. Okay. Uh, at the cost of $19 million. I thought it was just a bag that they pooped in. Uh, it's not, Joe. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I watched it like a like a Nat Geo video about it. Uh -huh. But what's, okay. Apparently, it's really hard to go poo in space. Yeah, okay? your muscles would be all weird and anti-gravity and well, just kind of float. So it, when you when you go pee in space, let's, let's, let's go number one first. Okay. If you go pee in space, there, it actually has... Like, all these different switches that you have to turn on to make sure that the suction is working properly. Okay. Because you can't just pee in space. You can't just pee into the toilet because it'll just float around. Right, right. Particulates right. everywhere. Yeah, so you actually have to put your urethra. It's a, a docking space. Yeah, you have yeah. to dock your your, your dangle <laughs> yep. into, like, this, this cup. Mm -hmm. Now, there isn't just one cup. Each cup is for an individual user. So mm -hmm. you you have your own cup, you have to hook it up to a- Use a marker and put your name on it. Yeah, like a, yeah, like you, like a red cup at parties. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you basically hook it up to this tube, which mm -hmm. you have to do a few different switches, get the right nozzle, uh, and then you can finally urinate into this thing and it and it actually sucks it through with a fan mm -hmm. and collects it in, into the- Into uh, pouches. Into the, into the pouches. Right. Now, if you're going number two- <laughs> Okay. That also has to have a suction. Okay, okay? so it's more like a funnel. It, well, it's no, it's it's like a toilet, but the the hole for the toilet it is, has to have some sort of air. Remember how gasket. I said the, the the hole for the toilet. The gasket is your gasket. <laughs> it's your O ring. You put your O ring down on it, and right. that is the O ring, <laughs> Joe. You created the O ring. Yes. Uh, so so you 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 have to actually line your your shoot. Yeah, your shoot. <laughs> up with this <laughs> hole and you go into it and it sucks it down and it goes into a bag. Right. Uh, so I actually have a, a like an article uh, written about Peggy Wilson. She was uh, uh, an American astronaut who was in space for a whopping 665 days. Wow. She floated in space. Wow, that's a lot. It's a very, very long time. And she gave an article about how terrible it was to poo. So basically you have to make sure that you line everything up properly. And they mm -hmm. have, they actually have <laughs> a, Just imagine the, the old 70s space movies where they have to line up the, the docking space. Right. The so docking all, doors. So it all fits. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. So, uh... So it's apparently she said it's it's almost as bad as uh, as like a camping trip like you because it's you don't have like the modern amenities. Oh, gotcha. You, okay. I mean, but it's a lot better than the maximum absorbent garments that some astronauts used to have to wear. Oh, basically, the diapers. It was a, gi a giant diaper that you yeah, would have to yeah. wear. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you have to make sure that everything's lined up properly, and then you go, mm -hmm. uh, and it's sucking it out of you the entire time, which right. is what's really gross. Yeah. So, so your your butt's basically hooked up to a shop vac right and you have to be careful because if you don't 
get everything lined up properly, you could actually have a turd floating around in, in, in space. It could just be floating there and you actually have to catch it. Turds in space. Yeah, and you don't want a turd floating around the, free, freewheeling around the cabin. You know what I mean? This is scene in, just the, in 2001 with the bones spinning. Yeah. It's just a turd. Yeah, that's, you don't want that. So the problem is also, she said that those bags, you have to, uh, you have to, Put them in the if it gets too full, uh-huh. you actually have to put on a rubber glove and you have to smash them down. Ooh. Have you ever done like taking your garbage and you're like, yeah. I don't feel like taking that out. It's yeah. raining and right you now. You just crunch it and down. And you crunch it down. Yeah, That's yeah, apparently yeah. what you have to do with these poo bags. Okay. So all that waste, it gets blasted off on a cargo ship that's jam-packed with the ISS space station trash. And once once that cargo ship, it only comes by a certain amount of time. So right, right. if you if the poo starts getting too high, you know, if you start peaking like you would in the you know normal <laughs> toilet in the portage on uh-huh. you have to smash it down so what they do with these with these cargo ships is they actually send it on a burning suicide mission tor- towards Earth's atmosphere, hmm. specifically centered trajectory that it will burn up. That's what I was going to ask, if it just burns up on re-entry. So every few months, we actually are sending poo into the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It's, so. it's like a hot, shitty meteorite. Yeah. Apparently, 80 to 85% of the urine, however, mm-hmm. on the space station gets recycled into into re-recycled re- into drinking water. Right. It's just like water world. Yeah, and then the worst be- the rest becomes like a briny waste that goes onto that that uh that trash nice. trash truck nice. basically. Awesome. So yeah. So there's uh there's crapping in space for you, Joe. Sweet. Speaking of crapping in space and the world, let's talk about World Toilet Day. Okay. Uh, we've we've every time we do an episode, we try to find out whether there's a world or international whatever day or regional. Yeah, like <laughs> it, you know, started out with like Sword Swallowers Day right, and right. has continued on a time honored tradition here at the Curioso. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what is the celebration events for World Toilet Day? Do you take like toilet paper rolls <laughs> and make? Make like art, conf- art or confetti, no, no, or, no. It's, or it's basically a, interlocking rings with them. No, no, it's basically awareness. Like I said earlier, that a very large percentage of the population on this planet doesn't have access to flushing toilets, clean water. So it's to bring awareness to that fact. So it's it's part of that. Mm-hmm. So okay, World Toilet Day is November nineteenth next year. We'll celebrate. Yeah, I will. I will definitely. I can celebrate. I celebrate almost every single day. <laughs> Sometimes twice a day. <laughs> uh, Granite Falls, Washington, has a two-day toilet festival, mm-hmm. and they have artwork that's painted on like toilet seats and and stuff like that. There is a toilet-themed restaurant. Now there's several toilet-themed restaurants throughout the world. The largest and most well-known is probably Modern Toilet, which is found in Taiwan. And basically you sit on toilets instead of chairs. Mm -hmm. You eat most of the food out of bathroom fixtures or stuff that looks like a, a, instead of a bowl of uh, of pho or uh, bimbimbap, it is... A bowl that looks like a toilet. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that's, you can that's get a pretty nice gross, dude. That's pretty steamy gross. pile of curry in a little toilet. Yeah, uh, they also have soft serve ice cream. Oh, of course they do. 
I'm just saying I would go. Is this the place where you wear experience. like the little poo hat? They give you like little poo know. shaped hats to wear. I didn't. I've I've seen shots. I'm gonna send you the link. We're gonna put it on the show notes because I think it's amazing. Okay. Is this? Uh, we have to. We have to mention, of course, the poo emoji. Yeah, I don't see being I don't, a thing. I don't know what that is. I I got a poo hat for my girlfriend's daughter just because I was able to. Uh huh. I don't know what it means other than it's it's shitty. That's what it is. It's just, it's all the emojis are a way of being able to uh, speak without saying a word. It's just one character. Yeah. I just didn't know why it was a a phenomenon. Well, because it's poop, Joe. Okay. And it's juvenile. That's (laughs) what it is. There you go. Juvenile like us. Yes. Uh, Did you know last year, Stone Brewery, who makes things like Arrogant Bastard and Dead Guy Ale and stuff like that. Okay. Yep. Had their stuff before. Uh, they went and worked with San Diego, California, the municipal water works, water works. Yeah. They had just come up with a new filtration system to try to reuse a lot of the city's sewage water. Okay. Especially being California, they've been a drought they, in a drought since the nineties or right, whatever. Right. So people, of course, apprehensive about drinking recycled pee and poop. Uh-huh. So Stone was like... Yeah, but we all are. I know, but, All the time. That's right. what it, That's what happens. Right. Well, Stone was like, well, let's... We'll make a beer out of it. Right. So they did, I think, five kegs worth of this beer. It was a pale ale. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. Um, but the mayor and the CEO of Stone held a conference. They both had a, had a, a glass of this beer. Apparently it was really, really good. But it showed that recycled water can be used safely, effectively. I just thought it was a really neat idea. Right. Well, you you are fooling yourself if you don't think that you are drinking water that was at some point in some human. Or because some you have. animal. Yeah, because yeah. you have. Because if it's lake water, river water, fish pee in there. Right. Joe, the festival— Well, they don't that- really pee. They have cloacas, kind of like birds. So anyway, but yes— <laughs> Joe, the festival that you were talking about, does that have anything to do with the toilet racing? Uh, they, that's a different know. one. Yeah. Do you have that one? No, I, no, I no, just no. remembered it. Yeah, but I, no, I know what you're talking about. But I picked a handful because there are so many things with toilets. Joe, did you know that at Hamden Fest here in Baltimore that they actually have a toilet race? I've heard of it. I've never been. Me neither. I've been to Hamden Fest too, but I've never mm-hmm. actually been there for the toilet race. So apparently, it's probably very similar to the the kinetic race they used to have downtown right. Baltimore. We're just so quirky, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> I think that started out in L.A., but go ahead. Well, anyway, so yeah, basically you have to board a homemade toilet bowl vessel, uh, and you zoom it down the street while crowd are cheering you on. Yes, you have to ride your human defecation device. <laughs> it apparently can be uh, a Real toilet, diapers, urinals, and apparently one woman rode a racer with a potty seat built in. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's a mixed bag of entrance, uh, teachers, all kinds of people are just have just ridden these toilets. So it's like a soapbox car, but instead of a soapbox, it's a toilet. It has, yeah, has to be some sort of defecation device <laughs> nice. in order to qualify for the, for the race. I also saw that there was like some land speed toilet records <laughs> that were held in China. Like how fast you can poop? Uh, yeah, I believe it was how fast fast you can go on a toilet oh so and uh like there were some powered toilet yeah there were some guinness world records uh mm. that were being held for that too nice. so apparently baltimore isn't the only people that race toilets <laughs> yep all right so chris the last thing i have is some poop culture stuff right oh not poop culture pop pop culture pop pop, pop, pop a poop 
pop a poop So, can I ask you a question real quick, Joe? Uh, Before we get into this, first off, I want to know, have you ever used, like, a squat pot? Like, like Um, a, like, one of the kinds that they have in China or anything like that? I've seen plenty of them. I believe in the Middle East. Where have you seen them? Um, there's a couple of movies that they're featured in, Asian movies that I've seen. Okay. I've seen photos of them. I mean, I've seen photos and researching and I knew they yeah. existed, but I didn't yeah. know if you've ever actually used one. No, no. So, cause I, I've been out of the country before, but you know, I've only been to like Canada. Right. So, and not you know. a lot of squatty potties up there. Yeah. I mean, they just have normal standard. Canadian toilets. Yeah. Canadian toilets. If so. you go to Australia, the toilet water goes in counterclockwise. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird, right? It is kind of weird, but below the equator, that's what happens to water. I believe I watched a video where it was directly on the equator. Right. It was a guy, it was just a demonstration. And it was a basin, right? Like a funnel yeah. and a basin. Yeah. And he basically had one set up on north side of the equator and then south of the equator and would walk over the same pail of water and dump it in the funnel, go clockwise, south of the equator counterclockwise. Right. And what happens when you go in the equator? Doesn't it just go whoosh right on yeah, down? It, it doesn't spin? Straight, no, it goes both sides. It goes both It, it separates like, it creates like the two Red eddies. Sea. Yes. <laughs> All right, Joe, I'm back from using your urinal. And uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever uh, did you ever play the, the racing game? Since we were talking about toilet racing, where you would flush the toilet and try to finish peeing before the oh. toilet stopped Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, just just checking. Yeah. Just checking. (laughs) Okay, Chris, what's your favorite shitty movie? I mean, your favorite movie with a toilet that's prominent. Oh, God. Uh, Or plays a, a, not a key role, but it kind of goes back time and time and again that pops up in the movie. Oh, geez. You know, I mean, the... What just popped up in my head, I don't know if it's my favorite movie, but I was just thinking about uh, Private Pyle being in the bathroom, talking mm-hmm. about his rifle. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, That's a great scene. Yeah. I mean, happens in a in a, in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you got any more? Oh, yeah. How about Ghoulies? Oh, God! One, two, and three. The toilet is very prominent in that movie. Yes. Because those little critters come popping out of the toilet time and time again. Right. Uh, one of my one of my absolute favorite things about a toilet that I was thinking of earlier today mm. was the Ocean City Haunted House. Hmm. In the Ocean City Haunted House, it's a sit down ride, and I I love it. You love it. We mm-hmm. go every year. We go to Ocean City. Uh, I usually go like for a whole week, and then you usually come up for like the last weekend the day, of it. Yeah. And, and and we'll spend it going around, having a couple drinks or whatever, and yeah. and have a good time. But we always you always have to go, <laughs> go to, to the haunted, the haunted house, house. house. And in the haunted house, you 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 pop out of this one room, and there is a little bathroom scene mm-hmm. with a toilet, right? With two hands coming out of it, mm-hmm. and it, it's a flushing sound with a guy saying. Help me, because mm-hmm. he's getting flushed down the toilet. Right. Just think about that earlier. Uh, some <laughs> early toilet memories of me. Yes. Uh, for me. There's Dumb and Dumber. Never seen it. Really? Yeah. There's a good, good at least I'm two or three. perfectly okay with that. Yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is. But there are several scenes where either bathroom humor or the toilet is very prevalent. Right. There's train spotting. Oh, God, train spotting. The toilet has more scenes than I think you and McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, what is it, the most disgusting toilet in London or whatever? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 He like has to crawl in for his weed or uh-huh. not his weed, his dope. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's apparently a, an indie movie called Toilet Stories. Mm. Uh, it's basically an anthology, black comedy kind of thing. All, every single story involves a bathroom of some kind. Okay. 
There is the first fully CGI film by the Wallace and Gromit folks, Flushed Away. Uh, is that about a turd? <laughs> no. Is it like a Mr. Hanky spinoff? <laughs> no, no. It is a uh, like an uptown English rat or mouse who gets flushed down the toilet and goes to, like, the West End okay. <laughs> and has to find his way home kind of thing. Right. But it's it's Wallace and Gromit, guys, so it looks just like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Same kind of character design, but it was their first CGI film. Okay. I've never seen it, but... Joe, you got to stop saying but. Like, <laughs> every time you do, I'm like... I'm like I can't help it. And a 2017 film on Netflix called Toilet, Ekprom Katha. Okay, what is that? It's the story of a woman who leaves her husband on the first day of marriage after discovering he doesn't have a toilet. What? Is he a robot? (laughs) No, it is a Bollywood film. Okay. So it has all the singing and the dancing and the drama of a Bollywood movie. Uh, But it was like the fourth highest grossing Bollywood film of 2017. Joe, have you ever stayed in like a hostel where you have to use uh, a restroom that is like the entire floor? Uh, Not the entire floor, no, but yeah. When I was in New York Mm -hmm. uh, and I went to sideshow school, I actually stayed in in like a youth hostel or whatever when I was there because I was was going to school for the the time being. Mm -hmm. And when I did, they just had like the one floor bathroom. Okay. And man, when you're sharing a bathroom with the whole floor... You really oh, yeah. gotta, you got really gotta take care of business quick, quick. You know what I yep. mean? Because it, you know, people are banging on that door real fast. Mm-hmm. You know. So Joe, here's like a, I kind of want to end it with, uh, with just sort of a, a gross story that happened sure. to me. <laughs> Always. This, uh, this happened when I was living in Ocean City at mm-hmm. the time, and I was doing, you know, on my days off, I would go and I would go down to the beach and I would go swimming, and came back up, you know, because the tummy was a rumbling. You know, right. and uh, and I wound up using one of the public restrooms, you know, and while I was there, you know, I had let out a banger. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, and literally some dude had must have just walked into the restroom. And when he when he heard it go, he he actually said, whoa, easy, tiger. <laughs> <laughs> which which was. <laughs> do, the, you, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. When I lived in Austin, there was a bakery called Easy Tiger. Oh, really? <laughs> it Ooh. just made some loaves. But, but man, let me just say, after he said that, I just started laughing so hard. And mm. when I did, everything just let go Came at out. the same time. So I'm like laughing. I'm farting. Crop the pe- dusting. The people like in the stalls next to me started laughing. And then they started going. And it was this whole like three minute like laugh Fart-a-thon. circle. Where everyone was farting and laughing, and we nobody in the bathroom could stop <laughs> for three like three minutes straight, and then That's finally funny. somebody would go, <sighs> and then it would, and it just started all over for like right. another minute and a half. But Aww. anye,way it's just like one of my favorite bathroom stories that has That's, that's a fun has, communal has story. ever happened to me. Yeah. So yeah, Joe, uh, I had toilets. Yeah. There you I, go. I, I beseech you guys, you curiosos out there. I don't want to hear your bathroom stories. I do. Just, just, I know you do. Yeah, just you tell want us. Pictures I don't and care. Everything. But if you have a, a weird colloquial term you guys use for the bathroom, email us, tweet us, all those things. Tell us about it. Yeah, hit us up. Feedback at thecurioso.com. Type in the curioso into Facebook. We're on there. It is on my phone, so I can hit you back at any point in time. So, uh, so Joe, uh, yeah, that's that's about it, buddy. 
And if you guys go to Modern Toilet in Taiwan, please send us some pictures. I want pictures. Thank you, and good night. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curioso podcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. All right, Joe. Uh, since this is the uh, em- emphasis, no, um, emphasis, what's the word that I'm looking for? Since uh, <clears throat> uh, the, base, uh, the basin is hers in decorative, uh, uh, you know what? Just cut that completely fucking out. Okay. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. We're just, we're basically just wiping the seat down of the topic of toilets. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Putting on on a a scarf meant, you know, toilet. Right. Just (laughs) just like now. You put your scarf on in the toilet. Oh, (laughs) again, it doesn't make any sense.